and we're live on Hot Box Show episode 202. Sorry we missed you last week. We had um, the Escom whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and it went off at like six and we there, by the time it came back on there wasn't time to set up the show. So sorry we missed you. So we're back for episode 202. Isn't that amazing? But tonight, unfortunately, we're missing Dale. He had his wisdom teeth on, so he's looking like a bit of a chipmunk. So, Dale, if you're watching tonight, um, we love you, brother. Heal well. We'll see you next week. Smoke lots of weed. But around the table tonight, replacing Dale, is Keith, our intrepid designer. Hello. If you've ever seen the Fields of Green for All or Jazz Farm websites, you will have seen his work. So he's joined us to sit in Dale's seat tonight. We've got Dan the Growman. He was exhausted after building us a new uh, greenhouse here at the jazz farm. The yeah. harvest, the harvest crew have been incredibly busy, haven't they, Joe? Sure, incredibly yeah. busy. I've hardly seen them. Exactly. Some of them are made. <laughs> so we're building this new greenhouse and we're going to uh, structure it all on permaculture principles so that it can also be a teaching greenhouse. So it's going to have a little bit of cannabis, but it's also going to have lots of companion plants and um, and all things good. We're really excited about it. And today we also set up our new Hotbox show office. <gasps> my production office. I keep it's calling Joe's it my production. production, our production office. It's for all of it's us. It's Joe's production. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was very exciting to get my desk and my cupboard for prizes and things for all the shit all lit reviews and there's bits of soil and growing things. All the stuff we've gathered over the years. And you know, we have gathered stuff. We are we gatherers. I come from yeah. a long line of hoarders. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about gathering of another type. The police seem to have been gathering quite a lot of arrests lately. There was a big bust in, um, in and around PE somewhere, not exactly sure where. Um, unfortunately, it seems like they did a bit of surveillance and a bit of snooping around and a bit of trying to buy some weed from what we hear. I mean, we can't take what the media say on, on face value, but apparently it was a licensed facility. Where? I don't know. PE. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're hoping today um, some of the periphery people who know the people who were bust uh, called and asked for our Stop the Cops Arrest helpline. So hopefully those people have got hold of Charles by now. They can tell their story. Um, we're not sure whether they did actually sell weed to the cops. Um, but it's just ugly, you know. So why are they still arresting people? And now in the news also over the last week was the, we're also exporting commercial cannabis. Um, we're not quite sure. Why Those are they two doing don't that? Quite balance each other no. out. How can no. someone with a license be arrested and raided, and then yeah, how can yeah. people still be being arrested in general when others, the more privileged people, I suppose, are able to export? What is this? Like, yeah, this is not cool. It's not cool because nothing makes sense out there. You know, Jules always used to say, "All is not what it seems under the dacha tree." You remember, you always yes. say, "All is not what it seems." I do. So you know, one has to wash your back, even if you have got sarpa in your pocket and you've got the money to pay for all Especially of this. Then. Mm. Especially then, you know. Especially if something um, is a sure thing. Yeah, there's no you. such thing as a sure thing when it comes to cannabis. Like. But I think that one of the things that is a sure thing is that we have um, Lank Dank mm. to smoke tonight. So at least that's a sure thing. 
and um, and it kind of helps us, this plant, doesn't it? And I'm sure that it helps Charles as he takes those innumerable phone calls um, every week about people who are in trouble with the police. Uh, so we're going to be looking at this whole idea of, of, of export and what's going on there. Um, we're also going to be looking at, with growing with my buds, we're going to be looking at uh, GMP and GACP certification and what does it mean and what is it required and why is it necessary and how does that contrast with our local craft cannabis industry. Um, but we would first like to know from you in our, in our poll on Facebook, um, remember that it's only on Facebook, you would please won't you vote what do you think about this how would you like to see cannabis regulated i mean apart from the fact that we have our manifesto and that's how at fields of green we would like to see cannabis regulated but just talking about the broad story yeah would you like all grows must be licensed so that there is strict regulation across all branches of the industry okay number one you know, there's always a bit of truth in prohibition. There needs to be some regulation. But do you think only cannabis grown in bulk for medicinal purposes should be grown under a license? You know, SAPRA have got their mandate. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got their mandate. They've got a place in the industry. So do you think that that is the way, the, the only cannabis that needs to be regulated? Or number three, South Africa should shift focus from wanting only CBD to the gold mine of our THC grown under the African sunshine. So um, a shift to focus should be uh, try, not trying to regulate too much and open up the THC market because that's what we're going to look at in Langdank. Yes. So please go and vote in our poll. We would really appreciate it. It's a nice thing for us to discuss the results of those at the end of the show. So Dan, what are we smoking tonight on Langdank? Well, tonight we got some freshly squeezed, it's called. Oh, that's a lovely yeah, name. Freshly awesome. squeezed. It's not the biggest nugs, but it's put the whole package here. <coughs> Let's find the camera. <coughs> oh, it's going to be a serious delay. Hold on. There you go. Oh, yummy. So yeah. this is called freshly squeezed. It's from Cult Classic Seeds. Yeah. Uh, this is basically. Where are the where's called classic seeds? Are they from the California? states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, from the states. I'm not exactly sure where, <clears throat> but the this is a genetics on this is jelly bean cross blue lotus. Oh, that so sounds, yeah. it's quite a nice lineage that you've got here. Uh, let's see what we've got here. We've got some jelly bean is orange velvet cross space queen. Hmm. Old school. Yeah, space queen is bringing in some really old strains like Romulan and C99, which is Cinderella 99. That was one of the first uh, seeds that I ever grew, was Cindy 99. Really yeah, back in the old days of that. Yeah, mm. what did they used to call it? The skunk number one we went go. into Cindy 99. Yes. Yeah. And the other one is the blue lotus, which is a blueberry cross snow lotus. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, some, and it's very, it's very, very terpy, I must say. When you crush this up, it smells like, oh, like absolute amazingness. It's got so okay. much herbs to it. Who's rolling? I'll roll it up, don't roll it. Okay. <laughs> and nice. that's all we got tonight, is a bit of, just a bit of bud. But so. if, well, I think with the lovely names that it was certainly, um, yeah, a bit of light relief, you know. Sometimes mm. we get all of these really, really heavy, dark names. And yeah. I think, freshly squeezed as fresh. But that's nice. I, I, <laughs> I like yeah. that name. So did you actually get, did you get this, did you grow it? Yes. Okay, and did you get it as a clone or as a seed? As a seed. As a seed. Yes. Okay. So this was okay. hunted out of a pack of regulars. 
Yeah. Because it only comes as a pack of regulars, and yeah, this is one of the okay. pinos that was that, that I managed to find. That's cool. So it yeah. came with that name. You didn't give it the name. No, no, that's its yeah. name. Yeah. I don't like to rename any anything. If I can get no. it, what it comes mm. from, from what the person that originally named it is, what it is, I'll keep it because you go into EU EU dot It's one of the biggest the biggest uh, directories for strains. Yeah. You'll more than likely find every single strain you've ever heard of, or that's an official strain on that site. Yes. And you can yes. cross. You can go back and be like, well. Was is this available? For instance, yeah. if you want to make a seed name, you would go out to then you type in that name, and if it's taken, etiquette would say don't use it. I mean, yeah. yes, but what, exactly. what makes an official strain? Just uh, you, you can actually register with them. You can actually yeah, put yeah. it out there and say this is what it is, and make sure that it's registered on that site. Not to say that they are the gatekeepers of names and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to more of the fact that they everyone uses them, so your yeah. chances of someone not knowing your strain if they know about that site is very slim. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If they were so looking for that good, name, it's a good site to kind of start imprinting your look or whatever yeah. you want. Because I mean, yeah. on the, on the site you get a genealogy tree which they basically That's give you as well. Nice. So it's a huge breakdown of every single strain that goes into what you've got there. So they they ask yes. you to do quite a bit of uh, detail to what you give them, so that yeah. they make sure that whatever you put on the site is like well okay. documented. And what's that called again? eu.seedfinder yeah. well, it's, well, it's, it's actually changed it's en.seedfinder which is the English version so yeah. seedfinder.eu yeah. but if okay. you just type seedfinder.eu you'll go to it yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. nice. exactly because nice. we've been actually speaking about cultivar names Dale's not here today he's always saying it's not strain it's cultivar you know what we're used to saying we're used to saying strain and then Keith uh, Wormslang actually sent us a really funny picture of a of a hoodie that's apparently this the slogan on the hoodie is not claimed, it's used all over the world. And uh, what's, tell us about that, Keith? Strain names don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. so yes. strain names don't, don't mean, mean shit with the I and the shit as a little leaf. And it was really, it was really cool. I thought that was a, a, a cool hoodie because we always speak about these strain names and I know that here at the Jazz Farm, sometimes the, the, the seeds that we get, the strain names are just a little bit, you know, dark. So we change them and make them sort of girly fire. There's been bit. some really dark names, if you think yeah. about yes. it, like heroina. That exactly. Was yeah. yeah, I remember that, that one. That was such a hectic name. When I was yeah. young, I was young in my, like in my early Green stages of smoking, I was wondering, <laughs> heroina, like that sounds yeah. so hectic. Like, yeah. who the fuck wants to smoke heroina? Yeah. Like, you don't even want to, like, no. you like, oh, yeah. no. you want to be like, yo, I love my heroina. You'll be like, mm. no, you rather yeah. go for the white widow. Yeah. yeah. Or green real. crack, for instance, was another one. Was yeah. Green crack. Yeah. Green yeah. crack. Yeah. 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 Remember, we grew green yes. crack here. Yeah. Mm. It was very, very nice. I'm actually, maybe some of the the weed that the cops got was yeah. some of the green crack. I think it was that mm. that far back. Yeah. yeah. Even the one, like, remember the UBC chemo? Yes. yes. And also, just because it had that chemo, it was actually developed at the University of British Columbia for chemo patients. So it made sense. But just the name, the way that it. It, yeah. it sounds, you know, UBC chemo, not UBC <laughs> healing bad law, mm. you know, whatever. <laughs> so we, it's always something that we really like to chat about. So we read up on read up on the strain names because, you know, it's not, it's, it doesn't mean everything, but I think that the original strain names and that lineage and all of those yeah, varieties. The and the but I guess it depends on your source though, because if you, you know, buying yeah. from someone who's just calling the bud whatever, mm. right? You know, yeah. like, you don't know what exactly. you're getting. Some people who don't have, like, access to the lineage and who grew yes. it and, you know, all that stuff. Yes. The name is just the name. Yeah, yeah. and then f yeah. also yeah. feel welcome if there's this beautiful volunteer that comes up in your garden. 
name it after your mother or your favorite aunt or whatever, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. feel free to name your, but I think that it's good for all people who cultivate, use and trade in the cannabis plant to have this background knowledge about strain names and the controversy around it and yeah. at least be able to contribute to the discussion. And have yeah, like if you're mixing your own uh, cultivars, then keep record of what you do. Yes. So yeah. you can you say, uh, here's my pineapple strawberry yeah. flirt, and I've used this and this and this and this and this, and this yeah. is like the ancestry of my plant. Yeah, and it's an interesting to it's interesting to have that that lineage and to be able to explain mm. it to people. It's all yeah, about there's, a, there's no real um, intellectual property connected to it, mm. but no. you can. Um, there's a lot of culture connected to it. Yes. You know, so there is there is some respect in that sense. So yeah. if I use something like a white widow and I make my own version of a white widow, you know, you will want to pay homage almost. Exactly, you should be proud of that. Exactly, yeah. so, you know, the, the guys should just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, so there's no IP on genetics yet? Um, no. Not not necessarily. I mean, no. we're fighting with it. There is the World Intellectual Property Organization, yeah. um, which our activist friends, both in Europe and America, are quite active in. It's a, it's a based in Europe, the body, and apparently South Africa are, because of our really, really vast fauna and flora and everything, South Africa is quite active and doing well within that committee. I think that they sit, sit in Geneva. It's one of those big questions that's still hanging out there in the cannabis Taste industry. You know? that. So this is freshly squeezed. It is yeah. delicious. It tastes, it's like sweeties. Um, it's oh, yeah. Gum, um, what was that pink chewing gum back in the day that came Wicks. in that long rock? Wicks. 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 Mm. <laughs> Wicks. Yeah, it reminded of me of Wicks. Oh, I have to do the FGA update, so I don't want to get whatever. That's very delicious. That's very delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about things like the World Intellectual Property Organization, you know, I think it's very good. And things like strain names, it's a good idea to get um, a good knowledge of the bigger picture. And that is what we always try to do here at Fields of Green for All. And that's why we are very active on the international drug policy community. And so um, today's Fields of Green update is some really, really good news. So I'm not sure if I mentioned, I think maybe in episode 201, I mentioned that Fields of Green for All has applied to host a side event at the Commission for Narcotic Drugs in March. Because of the whole COVID thing, civil society is still being kept online. And we applied to host this and we were accepted. Yay! Nice. Yay. This is monumental. This is beautiful. Yeah, so we, we're very proud that they accepted our application. And um, the title of our side event is Cause and Effect. Making the case for evidence-based drug policy. Because, you know, we always ha hammer on about this. Uh, if you're going to say cannabis is so harmful that it's got to be regulated and you've got to have a special license and a this and a that and a whatever, then why? What is your evidence? The evidence has actually never, ever been heard. Yes. Not even with the WHO ECDD review that came out in 2018 that resulted in cannabis being moved from Schedule 7 to Schedule 4 on an international uh, level, but only for medicine. So 
We know that the International Narcotics Control Bureau control all of these things, and South Africa has to report how much cannabis we need and, and uh, every, every year. By the way, in 2021, South Africa reported to the INCB that they needed 500 kilograms of cannabis. What? It was there. It's there in the INCB report. You know, I mean, what am our government talking about? I wonder how many tons of cannabis we produce a year. I mean, what would you guess? Oh, what do you guess? Tons, eh? Boomslang, what would you guess we produced in a, in a year? In at, least tons. at least 500 tons, yeah, yeah. At least. I mean, I once spoke to some big deal oak who said, oh, I've just moved six tons from KZN. <laughs> so goodness only knows how much we produce. We'll never know if they're still reporting these ridiculous numbers. Mm. Yeah. So we're ba basically poking our noses at the commission, and we have 50 minutes in which to do this presentation and what we've decided to do is to really put a little bit of a spanner in the in the works and just by way of introduction this is what we wrote in our in our application cannabis prohibition is alive and well particularly in the global south where traditional use cultivation and trade in the plant is endemic that means it's not indigenous it's endemic it's been used for so long that it's almost become indigenous and part of rich cultural and religious traditions dating back centuries. The medicinal cannabis sector is currently dominated by large corporations under treaty-driven regulatory systems that have proved to be onerous and exclusive. And then we go on and on, I won't read the whole application, but we will be publishing it in the next few days as a blog on the Fields of Green website. So please go to the Fields of Green website and sign up to our newsletter. Our newsletter goes out at 8 o'clock every Thursday morning to about 16,000 people. And that's how we can keep up to date, uh, keep everybody up to date with what we're doing. Because a lot of this drug policy stuff is, Jules always used to say, you know, it's really, really dry, dry and boring. Me personally, I find it really interesting. It's really interesting to poke poke your nose all over the place, see who you can meet, see who you can learn from. Yeah. And um, one of the people that we certainly, certainly have learned so much from over the years is Professor David Nutt. And that is our next bit of good news. For our side event, which will be held on Zoom and everybody is invited to attend, it's our event. It's got nothing to do with having to go through the United Nations or the Commission or anything like that. We put out our own Zoom event so we can invite the government, we can invite all of our amazing, amazing supporters and everybody can hear what we have to say. Mm. So Professor David Nutt has agreed to be our headline speaker because he is the person with the evidence of the supposed harms. If you remember back to the trial of the plant, he was the person who presented the scale of harms to the court. Alcohol's at the top, top, psilocybin mushrooms are at the bottom, and cannabis is number seven. So why are we still having these continued arrests? And that's the way our whole discussion kind of wraps up tonight, is, is that it's all about the arrests. It's yes. all about the perceived harms and the fact that the government still think it's harmful. Mm. And then my last point on, <clears throat> on this CND side event is that we see on the program that was published yesterday that South Africa, the South African government delegation, is also holding a cannabis side event at CLD. So at the moment we're finding it incredibly difficult to find out who 
in the South African government is holding this side event and how to get hold of them and maybe collaborate, maybe, you know, send them yeah. a copy of the manifesto and whatever, because we don't want to go in cold and just suddenly now C&D hear what South Africa has to say. So we're rushing around trying to find and contact these people so we can at least um, speak to them before the 16th of March um, because we're still struggling to be heard because that's basically what it's all about. We're struggling for the evidence to be heard. And you know, if you're not heard, it creates trauma. It really does create trauma. And I think that there are a lot of people in the cannabis community in South Africa are traumatized. You know, including the, the people who were raided at their so-called license facility. Yeah. I would hate to be them right now. You know? And there was a 67-year-old or something. Yes, I mean, it was quite, quite an older person and a younger person that were arrested. And the cops heard. are never gentle. No. So, no. I mean... And we wonder, you know, they've lost all that money. How many people were they employing? How many people have lost their jobs? So, going back to the title of our show, is while, the, while cannabis arrests continue, Cannabis is being exported from South Africa. Cannabis is being imported into South Africa for medicine. And it's all just a mishmash. So, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. But rest assured that it feels a green for all. We will never give up. We promise, we promise, we will never give up. Feels a green for all, not just the rich and politically connected. All exactly. of us exactly. need to have a finger in the pies. Yeah. It's our pie, damn it. Exactly. Without the fear yeah. of arrest. I'm sure that these people in PE thought that they'd now settled yeah, down sure. with a nice sort of stable thing, dad or whatever, you know, the old older man who can now like this is a retirement vibe. Yeah. Now all of a sudden pop 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 here's the cops. Yeah. Mm -mm. And one doesn't want to one doesn't want to point fingers. You know, at anybody. We hey, wouldn't wish for anybody to go through that. No. Yeah. No. Not yeah. even the egomaniacal ones. <clears throat> but it's always a good thing to have cannabis in the news, so let's see what we've got on CBD and N this week. Yeah, Dan. So, on that note of the corporates or the big people getting these licenses and abilities, uh, on CBN tonight, what, is, what we've got here is an African first as GES Labs gets separate go-ahead for cannabinoid exports. So, GES Labs, there they are. Yeah, GES Labs has been given the green light to export cannabis extractions to United Kingdom, the United States, Israel and Australia. The Cape Town-based company says it has, two has taken two years to get separate approval for its pharmaceutical manufacturing facilities and it now has finally been issued with a license to manufacture cannabinoid pharmaceutical ingredients. For use in therapeutic medicines. GES, Lab, GES Labs is the only South African company to receive such a license. So they are now in the GMP realm of things. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Coming okay. up to a topic for later. Yeah. Uh, Hold that thought, so, what GMP is. Yeah. So basically what it says here, I'm just really reading off the article, uh, it expects, expects to ship samples of its active pharmaceutical ingredient, an API, to international cons customers in February 2022. So now. It should be yeah. happening now. Yeah. The company engaged with SAPRA from the onset, sharing detailed engineering plans for the site construction and lines of operating and lines of operating machinery within the facility. SAPRA collaboratively shaped the design of the space and to ensure that the final outcome met, ex exact, met the exacting quality and safety standards set by the authority and global certification. 
And that global certification they talk about is the GMP, which is... Oh, what that's the about. global certification. Yes. So Sapra basically yeah. came in with them and helped them design... They, yeah, yeah, they, they sort of said, yeah, yeah, let's work together. There was another article, like. because I think that, uh, you know, give credit where credit is due, yeah. Sapra are also new, fairly new to the industry. I mean, those Section 21 licenses have been yeah. going on for 20 years or whatever, that doesn't matter, but the fact that they worked with this lab mm. step by step to set it up... Mm. I think that that's really good. It helps and them learn. It helps about them the to plant. learn exactly. And I think we must always remember what I said from at the beginning of the show is that Sapra have their corner, you know. Yeah. Because now, if you are you've never taken cannabis before, but you have something, some condition, and you want to go and buy it from a doctor and whatever, there has to be that product. Hmm. And these yes. people are yeah. producing that product. We would have a hope that they would have started with flooding that pro product into our primary healthcare system. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it be nice if they provided some um, pain relieving, nausea relieving, um, yeah, some of their oil to Baraguanath Hospital? Wouldn't mm. that be nice? But yeah, it's a start and it also puts South Africa on the map, don't you think? Of course it does. Every yeah. step should yeah. be celebrated. And I think it's good. Good, pr good practice. You know, they are they are showing that corner of the industry, which really doesn't have very much to do with you or I. No. That corner of the, that's necessary, and that will have this little market, this little market. Medical you know? is this tiny, tiny slice of this entire pie. It's totally, tiny. doing it right to make sure they can conform yes. to yeah. the world standards. So they yeah. are. They, no one can fault them at all with anything they're doing. So they sort of saying, look, yeah. we're doing it to the highest, highest, yeah. highest standard possible. Yeah. And we can have that you know, benchmark, but even if you're growing organic weed under the beautiful African sun, you should also have best practice, yes. you know? And you should also not be arrested. And you know what? What government entity is going to come? Is somebody from the Department of Agriculture going to come and hold your hand while you make sure that your crop is sustainable? You know, and that it's getting the right nutrients, whatever. No, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. You know, that sort of government attention on a craft side of things is just never going to happen. We might as well, you know. But I think that we can say well done to GES Labs. Thank yes. you for putting South Africa on the map. Thank you for being the best that you can be. Yeah. Thank you, Sapra, for holding their hands. But what about us? You yeah. know, oh, there's always has to be a but. Why, um, GES Labs, have you not signed up as an affiliate yet so that you can help us stop the arrests? Yeah, it's just be I more think, ethically aligned. Think, These big companies yeah. should be more ethically aligned. Really? But see, it isn't. It it's isn't. not. It's, it's not up to them. At the, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, they. At the end of the day, they're doing what they do as engineers, chemical yeah. engineers, mm -hmm. and cyanide and uh, pharmaceutical people <laughs> yeah that's what they do it they don't fight they do. the law they don't that's what, what they, no. they don't they don't no. deal with the but as human what beings, they do as human, human beings they can take level. a step back and say this is a plant that we're what dealing with that's got this yeah. huge history and huge mm. culture and huge Im implications but it's they stick to their corner and they yeah. should be helping grow the entire industry yeah yeah. But anyway, maybe they'll make a whole lot of money if anybody from GES Labs, maybe they'll, they're severely in debt by now, I'm sure. You can only imagine the millions and squillions that it cost them to set them up. Yes. And so when all those profits are rolling in, don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do wish you well. I think yeah. they had some German and something international uh, funding, yeah. which, which certainly helped them set everything up. It's just so many question marks. But Joe found a really interesting thing about hemp. Because so, we haven't 
banged on about him we for a while. We haven't banged on about him for a while. So, um, and I'm hoping Sapra is going to learn this with these people as well, with, with GES Labs, is that, um, I don't know if they're growing hemp or, you know, but hemp, did you know that there is a hemp no zone across the globe? There's this like stripe that goes around the world that is absolutely, you can grow hemp, but it's never, ever, ever going to be testing at 0.03 or whatever, or 0.3% THC. So um, this is from the Richard Rose report. Uh, keeping the hemp crop compliant, which is under the 0.3% Delta THC in the flowers, is a huge deal and can be the difference between success and financial ruin. Why are we pursuing growing hemp in Africa when we are clearly in a no-grow zone? Look at that, in the red band. No-grow zone for Africa. Um, it's a botanical fact about the photoperiod cannabis, woefully misunderstood. Low THC hemp traditionally was found north of around 35 degrees latitude, and that's northern hemisphere, and same for south, so below 35 for south. I wonder that that south bit is like way down the the the, the point of Chile. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think it's pretty inhospitable you know, down there. I wonder whether they can grow hemp there. Yeah, never heard of it. It's not that no hemp can grow there. It's just that historically, it's not low well, THC hemp. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Any hemp that's come from there has been at the right level. If yeah. At, if you look at the versus graph of where does cannabis grow, it's mm. everywhere. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it so it doesn't mean to say that you can't grow uh, industrial cannabis in that area. It no. just means it's going to, to be become hot. It just needs to yeah, be hot. that regulations need to be amended to the biological facts that are presented. Yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. Um, unless they want to grow it indoors. So, um, hemp produces THCA as a sunscreen which protects it from the UVB rays which is, is what, what is what makes us in the band. Yes. UV is just too high. Because so, that's what the resin is of the cannabis plant, isn't it? The exactly. resin is it's a sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So the, more the natural sun, more sun produces, uh, uh, forces the production of THC to protect it from the sun. And this process, I mean, I learned, we learned a new word, is called photomorphogenesis. Oh, nice word. Photomorphogenesis. Nice Photomorphogenesis. Yeah. And so that, my dear friends, is why we really shouldn't be worried about whether the hemp that we grow is 0.3% THC. I don't mind if my clothes are a little bit high THC. I don't mind if my biofuel is a little high THC. Even the cow food, it's, high, it's good for them, right? I reckon. Yeah. Well, we all don't mind, but they feel, they feel that we're going to smoke all the hemp. See, here's the map that shows you the narrow leaf drug type and the wide leaf drug type. Oh. They found it and it's on every single flipping continent. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But versus this, this one, it's like... It's just exactly. going to be higher THC. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite as simple as that. It really is as simple as that, but we need a government to pay attention to things like this. I think their, it's the little their, details. Yeah, the, de the, yeah. the uh, regulations that they want to put forward are a little unrealistic. Everybody's going to suffer because everybody's going to be wasting money growing hemp that's going to be testing hot and not going to be able to use it. How many cycles of production are we going to have to go through before, before it gets accepted? You know, it's only one of three crisis points in hemp. Remember, mm -hmm. Fields of Green, we, we, we published the ten crisis points, and one of the crisis points was hemp, and it's got three sub 
crises. Then <laughs> the one is where are we going to get the seed? Okay. Yes. The second one is what is going to happen about pollen drift? And the third yes. one is what about the hot hemp? Mm. So there you have the actual biological explanation, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, interesting. But now I wonder what the, are there GMP and GACP certifications needed for hemp? Is it, or is that only medicine? Yeah, so what GACP and GMP stand for, first of all, GMP is good manufacturing practices and GACP is good agricultural and collection practices. Yeah. And so like we were looking at with what GS Labs has, they have GMP certification definitely in order to sell any kind of API. Because that's medicine. Yes, to sell any kind of API to What's the market. What's API? The active pharmaceutical ingredient. Ah, so that's okay. THC. That's okay. what they call it in the industry. Yeah. It's API. That's the API is that particular yeah. okay. batch of what they're selling. So to be GMP compliant, you have to be... Sure, you have to make it as if you are giving medicine to a person. So every step of the process has to be documented and you have to be accountable for everything that you do. Um, the buildings have to be completely clean and able to yeah. be kept clean and able to be uh, monitored and logged and understand what the temperature and humidity and everything is in the building all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's good manufacturing practice practices. So then also all the equipment has to have SOPs, which are just basically yes. the to every single piece of equipment has to have a instructions how to take it apart, how to clean it, how to do this, yeah. so that they but can be complete good business, accountability. Every good yeah. business must have SOPs. Yes. If you just say you're a little, practices, right? Yeah, mm, even okay. if you, uh, maybe you're a small craft cannabis producer, maybe you have a little club going, um, maybe you're making edibles, maybe do any business that's got nothing to do with cannabis needs to have that standard operating procedure. I know here at the Jazz Farm we're always chasing them because we're always trying new things and then we need to write a new SOP for that. So it's all good SOPs practice. are great for, especially yeah. like, like you're saying with, um, and I find this a good topic because what we have in this industry is a lot of people that are trying to make their own medicines, mm -hmm. which we can yes. all make. Every single person yes. can go take a bit of weed, put in some coconut oil on the stove, Strain it and there you've got medicine. Yeah. Anybody can do that right now. There's no like level of scientific equipment or, or anything that's needed. So SOPs will help someone at home to standardize their system and to make sure yes. that they are doing as best as they possibly can to, to say to the, the license or the, the people over your shoulders basically. Mm. Yes. Look, we're doing it correctly. We are following the best possible procedures that we can do at home without getting a GMP license because a GMP certification is yes. millions and well, yeah. I don't even know the number, but it's That's, it's a lot of money. It's, it's totally like an organic. Un, it's totally un, unachievable by It's like an organic certification, which a lot of people will will put their produce forward as organic but not certified. You know, yeah, of course, because, because it's so expensive. This GMP, but this is what pharmaceuticals, pharmac pharmacies use. So it's a high level of certification and big numbers. Big numbers, big huge numbers. numbers. So yeah. for the yeah. average Joe that wants to, like in the states, what they've got is they've got smaller producers that are able to make hash and able to make water, uh, bubble hash and rosin and joints and whatever they want for medicine and for recreational yeah. in their lab that's been uh, say like uh, I don't know what you would call it here, ISO accredited or yeah. yes. there's something that would be much lower than what a GMP mm. is going to give you it's yes. going to say so they've yes. got that they've got that in yeah. their world which yeah. is really really nice uh, I always think that for especially for craft cannabis because that's all I really care about um, is that if they had a list of best practices mm. and then a rating system, 
So, okay, it's all legal, nobody's being arrested anymore, and the whole thing is, you know, is starting to become a, a regular industry just like anything else. I think that if you had a rating system like you have for BEE or the Tourism Board have a rating and you go to establishment and it's got five stars from the Tourism Board, then you know that you're not going to get margarine on your toast in the morning, you yeah. know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So rather than have it as a top-down approach where you say you have to comply to this, pay 25000 and whatever like that, let us come and inspect what you're doing, be it a club, be it a whatever small thing or even a medium-sized thing that you're running, let us come and see and see, let us see how many stars we can give you and let us leave you with a list of where you can bump your way up. Yes. And then when we can all advertise what we do, then we can say, oh, we've got, boom, boom, you know, boom. we've got five stars from the Cannabis Ombudsman. Mm. Um, They'd have to make a complete difference. They'd have to work on that and make yeah. that because with GACP, which is Good Agricultural and Collection Practices, Every single store that we buy our food from, the people that they get their the produce from complies to that in South Africa. They have to. Okay. If they don't, we cannot be eating that food because there's no regulations and making sure, like, the good agricultural side of things is, like, making sure you don't feed the plants with uh, sewage water or water that has a high mm. coli yeah. content or high minimum, uh, level of uh, metals in it. Yes. Or if you are spraying poisons on them without doing the correct procedures after that in order for people that are consuming it not to be affected. Yeah. So that's the agricultural side and the collection side is about like collecting it and making sure that it doesn't sit in a truck for more than X amount of hours at a certain yes. temperature to make sure that it never can even think of growing mold and you have to comply by all of that in order to even just get it onto the table at the hut or even to the store just on the shelf. Yes. Yeah. Again, <coughs> as a small farmer you don't question that. No. You can't question that because at the end of the day it's going out to the public. Yeah. So they would have to sort of almost make something, well, either they would have to or we just have to comply to the good agricultural practices with regards to smoke growing. With the, yeah. But the medicinal yeah. side, but the things that's like, not the things like uh, you're not allowed to grow in the ground. Well, that's because they're not allowed to grow in the ground. You see now, but watch where you're not, not allowed to grow in the ground if you're growing for medicine. Um, okay, you can understand if you're going for medicine, whatever, there's got to be that moment. You've got to get all of your, tick all of your little boxes for this amount of this and this amount of that. When it's more general, I mean, That's I I suppose we've just got to wait. The problem is the claims, once again. Once you claim something is medicine, mm. unfortunately yeah. the word medicine is connotated to ibuprofen. And if you're not playing the ibuprofen paracetamol game, exactly. it's not medicine. Technically, yeah, theoretically, yeah. it's right yeah. now. That's here yeah. in America. It's you can buy medical cannabis and yes. oil and extract from a, from a dispensary that's medical yeah. dispensary. Yeah. It's not a doc on the doctor level. Yes, where over here, that's fine. We hear you have to be. Yeah, over here yeah you like have to be a pharmaceutical. You have to yeah, be yeah. making panado. Super science. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't make panado, you can't qualify to make fucking yeah. cannabis oil. It's yeah. stupid yeah. as fuck. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. true. It's true. And the rest of the world is doing it literally in the kitchen and doing it in the public eye at stores. Yeah. We having to having to do it behind closed doors, and yeah. we're still winning, but they still don't see that it's a, such a stupid way to classify it. I'm trying to say yeah. yes. they're putting us at too much of a pedal yeah. pedestal. Yeah. They're like putting us at right here. We yeah. should be like here. We're yeah. not that fucking important actually in terms of that exactly yeah. dynamic of having to control us. My yeah. coconut extraction at home surely can't be medicine, but it is. But it, it is. is. It fucking is. But it, but. It's not. Well, it's not medicine. Well, it it's does. not classified as medicine. It's not yeah. clean. It's not 
But, the but procedures it does, and can be helpful and it can alleviate certain things. Well, for, for and, and, your classification you know, of medicine and someone so else's is very different. So. No, no, it's, thing, so. it's like a, a natural medicine. It's the same as putting turmeric in your tea no, or that, like, whatever yeah, those cool, things are. You know, just good advice on how to treat certain ailments. Like now all of a sudden you need to be a doctor to give that good advice. Exactly. You know, that's very strange to... But that's again, so it's crossing the line between traditional use and medicinal use. It's, there's this kind well, of like yeah, gray area it, yeah. in between. You know, even calling it traditional use, it's like, it's, it's just I mean, traditional advice almost. Like yeah. farm, yeah. you know, like what, what you used to do for scrapes and stuff back in the day. So it's like that, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but that's My, part of the plan of making it super science. Oh, don't exactly. worry, you need someone in a lab coat to handle this for you. I mean, if you're extracting uh, isolates, then yeah, go do, go play in a lab. But if you just want to make like a, a like no, a dach tea, organic chemistry you know. should be everyone's hobby yeah. Yeah. at home. Yeah. So yeah. That, that even even just distilling or making a, a distillation in your house shouldn't be like you wouldn't need a lab coat. If you no. really want to wear one, you can, I guess. But I mean, yeah. consumerism, dude. Yeah. I think it all comes all down consumerism. to the definition of. Traditional. What is traditional? You know, I might have been doing something for 20 years. I think that's yeah. pretty traditional yeah. in traditional in my life. Traditional doesn't necessarily mean historical, and this is yeah. a, a big debate that we're having at the UN. Mm. It's all about the words and the semantics and what is medicine and what isn't medicine. If you're mm. having a traditional healer, um, uh, it doesn't mean to say that somebody who is making coconut cannabis balm in their kitchen isn't making traditional medicine because they're not a certified traditional healer in the historical sense. So, I mean, a I cultural I tradition is also completely different to a family tradition. Yeah. This is a recipe that's been with our family through seven generations. It's not our yeah. culture, but it's our family thing. It's still a tradition. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. But, you know, it's a, there's so much theory behind it and there's so much rhetoric. I think the only way that we can do it is to have a Dacher Commission and all sit around the, that veritable, huge, big table and we all have our say. Yes. And everybody has a chance to be heard. Where it's not everybody. on Zoom and it's not in emails and it's not in publications and everything. We can all stand up and human being to human being, you know? Everybody, yeah. not just specific certain people. Yeah. 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 And you know, and we can actually show the people who have the power over us, because no doubt about it, they have the power over us, yeah. what the cannabis plant looks like. Mm. Because that's what we do every week on the Hotbox Show, is we showcase all these amazing pictures that our, our supporters send in. And this week, we have got 10 entrants into the Instagram prize, because you know, last week with the ESCOM malfunction, um, so uh, whoever wins this this week will get a nice extra big prize. So, Boomslang, uh, uh, can we have a look at the Instagram entries, please? Yeah, it's five from last week and five from the week before. Oh, no, the, this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, the five that we had chosen for yeah. last week and, and then the five for this week, yes. Cool. Cool. Mm. Wow. Oh, Tycoza. I just Hello. really love that. Hello, Sheldon. It's so cool. <laughs> It's very nice. So incredibly uh, creative are the Tricosa people down in East London. That's such a pretty J420 picture. J420 Herb. Oh, lovely. Look at those sweet little greenhouse. Turbo cabbage. 
That's a new name. Oh, welcome Turbo Cabbage. First Those entry. Some good ladies, they do dude. look like kind of like cabbages on a stick, yeah. eh? <laughs> Small little Rubber cabbages. Yeah, cannabis yeah. pops. Oh, nice. Mmm, that's like a nice yeah, Sunday somebody's having a oh, Somebody's having a chill under the boom. Nice light on that one. Mmm. Go with the gardener. His plants are always looking good. Oh, and just to interrupt, I just see here on the on the comments that Nigel Connor Connell has told us that Soma mentions harnessing the cannabis industry. Yeah, I believe Ramaphosa has got that listed as one of the things he's okay. going to be discussing tonight. So maybe you're well, watching the Sona and you're going to watch us later. Maybe you're watching us now and you're going to watch the Sona later. I wonder if we had to show that picture to Ramaphosa, Grow With Pants's picture, whether he would know it was cannabis. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Armtrak. Oh, look, your hand is just the same color as the T-shirt that you've been promising me forever. <laughs> Where's my pink T-shirt? You want pink T-shirts? Oh, Duchess, that's oh, such a beautiful yeah, picture. Yeah, sure. Frosty lady. There we go, back to Mr. Kushbush. Kushbush. Wow, that looks like something you could poke a little something into. Yum, fudgy. Mm. Can you run through them again? Because okay, I can't so remember the name of the one I like. Yeah. So is Keith, is Keith, Keith. seeing as our, as our only sometime guest? Tricosa. Somebody's proud and joy, that little mm. greenhouse, beautiful. <laughs> I hope he takes the plastic off. Yeah, the ladies are going to get a bit... Uh, Maybe a bit it's in that. Cape Town where you have to keep the plastic on. Just lift the roof up. Yeah. <laughs> it's also pretty... What's it going to be, Keith? I know which one it is. You know which one? Yeah, I just can't remember the name. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> coming. It's coming. Gerber the Gardener, hello, long time follower. <laughs> That's the one. Crop, Crop of the morning. Of the morning. Crop of the morning. So, uh, I, I would use that in an advert. Oh, or something okay. like it would be cool for design. Nice. So that's why. I'm, that's why, why you did yeah. it. Okay. That's and a new winner. It's a new winner. It's crop of the morning. It's crop, crop of the morning. Congratulations. Well done. I believe from what I've seen on on the instas, um, they kind of in with affiliated with uh, marijuana SA. I think it's okay. one of the guys involved there. Uh -huh. So yeah, congratulations. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. It's it's a decent looking grow. Message you now. Can I Hello, Amy. Amy's busy messaging you crop of the morning. So please get back to us with your address and we will send the courier with a nice yummy prize. Yeah, there's some liquor things <coughs> in the cupboard. Now that's all liquor Yeah, sauce. now that we've got all of our prizes in one place in our new production office. Yes, yes. But I think people have been quite busy. It's been a beautiful, beautiful summer, certainly up here in the Highveld, and there seems to be quite a few cannabis events happening. And it's Valentine's weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this, this Excuse weekend. the face, the face of the <laughs> eternally single person. Right, so yeah, this weekend, uh, weekly calendar. So one event that's happening over the entire weekend is the Infused Valentine's Experience hosted by Van Tucker Lounge. And that's going to be, uh, one day is in Josie and the other day is in Pretoria. It is one six per couple. Details are on Facebook. Booking is essential, obviously, because of numbers. 
Uh, and they say here, I expect your mind to open up to a new perspective on the benefits of cannabis while enjoying one of the best meals of your life. And in case you're hesitant to book because you have a partner or friend who doesn't consume cannabis, they've got you. There is a non-infused meal available at the same price. Okay. So that's something to look out for if you're looking to spend some bucks on I the weekend. I think it sounds like something that would be good for newbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're so. getting like the whole yes. talk and experience with it, which and can you get to meet fun. cannabis people over dinner that are not the morons that you think we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then on Friday in PE, Rasta Love Valentine Party hosted by Canna Country Festival. That's going to be at the Barking Spider in Green Bushes, Chelsea in PE. It's from 6 p.m. to late, 50 bucks per person. Rasta fancy dress type theme and the best dress will be winning a bomb. So and live music guys live music. So get your if you're in PE get what your off dance. Rasta. Uh, Rasta. And? Rasta. And? Uh, Nothing something else. else. Okay. You win a bomb. No, no, you win no, a bomb. Some, some, uh, I thought you, you said uh, Rasta fancy. No, no, no. What? Just that. What's it called? Rasta, <laughs> Rasta uh, Love Valentine's Party. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it sounds like Rust a jaw. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then on Saturday, um, if you're in the Randburg area, Baked Ceramics hosts the Puff Puff Pottery at Coffee to Grow in the Tungsten uh, Industrial Park in Randburg. Hey, that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Go and get blazed and make pottery, like in what was that movie from the 80s? Oh, uh, the pottery. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, Ghost. Um, uh, it's not called Ghost. What's it called Ghost? Wasn't it called Ghost? It's called Ghost. I'm sure it was. With Patrick Swayze. Yes, it is Ghost, yes. Go and do a Patrick Swayze and whatever the chick's name was at Coffee to Grow. I think it would be a great thing. You get that whole tactile sense. Oh the, yes. Yeah. So join them for a day where you can paint your own handmade ceramic bonsai planter and then there's a bonsai demo included. It's from 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 5.50 per person, which includes all of your essentials, a beverage, a wake and bake and temporary access to the members club. Again, booking is essential. You'll find that on Facebook. And then Mary Jane's Hacienda. It's The Loft's one year anniversary. So catch all the action this Saturday at The Loft. Uh, it's Mary Jane's Hacienda in Kensington. They've got acts like Elling, Michael Dangerous, Mobtech, Boldev, Dr. Ooze, and C-Rex. Uh, doors open 5 p.m. If you get there before 8, entry is free. Oh, I think, um, nice. I keep saying it, but I think I might actually go to that one. Oh, yeah. I think you should. And that's you what should. I know about that's happening this weekend. So, I, I scoured the interwebs. Well, I think books. that looks like a quite a nice spread across the country, mm. you know, from mm. PE to Pretoria kind of thing. Indeed. Yeah. Now I wonder if we've got our poll results. We do. We, we do. do. Look at that. Okay. So we asked you, um, how should cannabis be regulated? So number one was all grows must be licensed, so there's strict regulation across all branches of the industry. So that's quite surprising only cannabis grown in bulk for medical purposes is number two and number three is we should shift focus from cbd to thc and open it all up a bit more so that was certainly the one that got 44 oh, percent so nice. that was pretty good thank you to those people who voted that's great 22 percent actually think that only cannabis grown in bulk for medical purpose should be licensed and that, i think that's the one 22%, I think that's what I would say, but that was the least people. Mm. And then somewhere in between, 33% is all grows must be licensed. You know, I think we've always made the, the case that there should be regulation. 
mm. has to be some regulation. Yeah. You yes. know, we really do want that. I mean, we've seen some snake oil in our time, no. haven't we? Oh, yeah. You mm. know, and we've seen some moldy weed. It just, just cannot be good for you. Mm. Uh, so, and that generally isn't from people who are legacy growers and producers. Mm. I think that from our experience, the, in general, the cannabis industry has a lot of integrity. And there's a lot of people who produce amazing, amazing uh, products all the way from flour to concentrates and all of that. So we're not against regulation. I think it's the degree. Yes. And certainly that very, very strict regulation that we've been speaking about is totally applicable to medicine that is making a claim of efficacy. You know, it's saying, I'm going to take your headache away. Then mm -hmm. take my headache away. Yeah. And every time I take that pill, it must take my headache away, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, there's still a hell of a lot of work to do, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, and yeah, it's, it's not just us, it's all over do. the world. Yeah. Yeah. So please like, share, subscribe. I don't think that we even said that once. <laughs> oh, dudes, yeah, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, even, we've even got little, the green little signs all over the place. If you'd like to be more closely connected with Fields of Green for All, then please join the Green Network. It's only 49 Rand a month, but that 49 Rand really, really helps us to continue doing what we do. Um, the Hot Box Show needs to, always is always needing new equipment and, and, um, uh, uh, and revamps, and uh, your support is like really, really appreciated. So at 49 Rand a month, you can join the Green Network. If you have a successful cannabis business, if you'd like to join us in our partnership, which is our affiliate program, give us a call. Our number's on our website. Charles always answering the phone. He mans it 24 hours a day. And now, that is the end of episode two, 202. And Keith, I know, spent the whole program yeah. deciding what his sign-off line was going to do. Give it to us, Keith. Charles always replies. Charles always <laughs> replies. <laughs> we love you, Charles. And Dale will always tell you to know your rights. Even yes. if he's talking out of his chipmunk mm -hmm. face now, he'll say, know your rights. Know your rights. What do you say, Dale? Know your own. Uh, I'm going to need you to stay safe and choose happy. And I'm going to ask you to please like one up for Jules. Lots of love and we'll see you next Thursday, live and unpredictable from the Hotbox Studio at the Jazz Farm. Thanks for joining us.